0: I like strawberry candy,
1: too. Hello? Hi, everyone.
0: Greetings. We were just on Which stories is about tarot and oracle cards. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Sophia, what was the card that you found on your floor? Chariot. What is the significance of the chariot?
3: You can fuck right off is the
1: significance.
3: <laughs> it um, if you're going to believe, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but it relates to my back problems. Because um, there's, like, um, certain times there's associations about parts of you that can be in pain and what tarot card is there. And I, for some reason, found out that, um chariot is tied to the left shoulder which i've had injury pain in and um my back was hurting out a little bit it also ties to like the world and momentum and like riding on top of it as opposed to getting swept up underneath it but you could have the chariot in burst and totally being dragged under that fucking part you know so you can have both of them Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's interesting that it's related to shoulder pain makes sense like if you're like pulling
0: Like a chariot, you know?
3: Yeah, there are... are, Go ahead.
0: No, there are particular cards. That's why when you were like, it's going to sound weird, it didn't sound weird to me at all. I I mean, once again, I've never studied the tarot classically. Not even, Mm -hmm. like, the Rider Waite or, you know, uh, Greer decks. But um, I do know that there are, like, tarot has, like, associations to different body parts. Similar to how certain astrological signs you'll find have particular... um, body parts associated with it and many times they'll have problems throughout their life with those areas of their body which like for instance for a lot of water signs it's a lot of like gut health issues and like almost every water sign I know has really bad gut health issues
3: are they also autistic too because there's a correlation between autism and irritable bowel syndrome irritable bowel yep IBS it has a high correlation
0: it is possible I didn't think about it I'll have, to, I'll have to that one i'll have to pay attention look i out wonder for. why i, okay. I well,
3: it's like it's like asking why is there a correlation between autistic people and trans people like one in four trans people is autistic yo i'm autistic so <laughs> if you've had four trans people i would count as one quarter of that statistic
0: hmm. well i mean also too the the stomach um is pretty much what they call the little brain uh, mm-hmm. We we now understand that the stomach is like um, how do I put this? It's like second only to our brain as far as its functionality within our overall system. So yeah, like like I think this research came out in like twenty twenty one where they started considering it the little brain. Our gut, our gut just kind of it's it's incredibly important and it's very intuitive uh, as far as the overall functionality of our stuff. Hmm. I'm not a scientist. I don't really get the complicated end of it, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. The gist of it. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
3: How often do you just feel like dog shit just because your stomach's a little upset, and then you settle it with some water, and then you're okay?
2: I have acid reflux, so I don't know but what that's
0: yeah. like. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, I I mean, I, I, sometimes I'm just really dehydrated because I've been forgetting to drink, but in general... <laughs> I uh, if I don't take my famotidine, I am destroyed. Or my other meds, because <laughs> I have good health <sighs> problems.
2: Yeah, like in the morning, like I got like bad acid reflux. So like sometimes in the morning, I'm like, don't look at me, don't talk to me. I can't even think about anything. Can't even think about coffee. Like you have medicine
0: it. for that, right, Jay?
2: Yeah, but some mornings are just you know worse than others. Kind of situation.
0: You should talk to your doctor. You shouldn't have any mornings if you're on meds.
2: I've talked to my doctor, and they're all stupid.
0: (laughs) We can lead into
3: that. How much do fucking doctors in the medical system just suck absolute dog shit these days?
2: It's, um, it's not healthcare. There's nothing healthy or caring about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, give me your money and I will give you a pill for you to shut the fuck up and get out of my office. We can call
3: it medical exploitation. Yeah,
2: we can call it healthcare services or health services. I'm
0: this is this is an area of life where I've always like I I mean where I've been very privileged. Mm, Yeah, because your
2: mom works for your.
0: Because I'm like in the system, and the thing is, is that like I've what I've realized throughout my entire life that I've been, you know, as I call myself like a hospital kid or you know that that it doesn't uh it doesn't reflect the same for us like i i believe you guys i'm not denying mm. you i've seen i've i mean i've it's weird like i know exactly what you're talking about i'm just saying as far as my treatment because you know who to go to you know who not to go to you know what i'm saying i never went to those people because my mom always knew who not to take me to
2: right yeah because she knew like um, all the local kind of
0: I right. we live in an area <laughs> where you got choices, and of course, those same people knew my mom, so like they were always you know on top of that, I always kind of I apologize it's late spring, early summer time in philly, um, oh,
2: yeah, I just had someone rolling
0: down the street <laughs> so um so it is it is a really different experience for me, but I a hundred percent know exactly what you're talking about, and some of the horror stories, I mean being walking just walking the hospital hallways like. You hear all sorts of weird thing conversations that doctors shouldn't be having. Um, special, well, it really isn't doctors, it's med students, mm. nine times out of ten, at least as far as that's concerned. Um, but, I mean, it's it's no less than anything else, like, a community of people who, like are people they just have a doctorate and went to school for a lot of years and spent a lot of money to get educated to become doctors they're still just people you know what i'm saying like they're yeah still just, as patty, just as petty just as like there's tons of like who you know and politicking amongst doctors it's 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 um it's you know it's just like academia in and of itself you know yeah. what I mean? they're all it's all bull you know what i mean it's all nonsense
2: i think like what for me is like with doctors it's like i always just get like even if I have like a cool, day. the problem is is like you don't get a chance to sit down and have a relationship with your doctor to have a, a a dialogue of any sort like that. Those days of like, oh, I remember when when you were a young thing. Like you don't have like I don't know of anyone that has like the same doctor like their whole life or like a good portion of their life. You mm-hmm. know, like in my case, I've always just gone to whoever's fucking available when I need them you know like <clears throat> first it's can i get an appointment because now it's like you you're like you call to make an appointment anywhere and it's like we can see you in 3 months and it's like well i kind of need to be seen like now next week if th-, you know and they're like mm-hmm. 3 months and th- there's no like empathy there they're just like i don't care and i don't get paid enough to care about your problems please call another doctor like my like my endocrinologist who's who's like managing like my diabetes bullshit like mm. he just decided that he was no longer gonna take insurance so i'm just not gonna take insurance anymore what yeah he did send out a notice you know he's, he sent out like an email and said, you know i just want to let all my patients know starting march like at 31st of this year he's like we'll no longer be accepting insurance what he said what he what he did offer was you know basically like i'll still keep seeing you that's not a problem and i will provide an itemized bill that you can submit to your insurance but i will not be accepting insurance and once i told him when i had my my appointment with him and he was like oh you know i are you aware like of you know the insurance thing And i was like yep i'm aware of that you know uh unfortunately i will not be able to you know keep seeing you as my doctor i don't have that kind of money up front to to front that cost to be reimbursed um and once i said that he was like okay well uh it looks like you're good uh you know make sure you uh, request your paperwork bye Yep. it's a business Ah, it's a it's a fucking racket and i have a hard time believing like i've if someone tells me that they're in the medical field they're a a doctor or a nurse or this or that i've i've known people who are in those industries and after a while they stop giving a shit about the people it doesn't become about the people it becomes about the fucking paycheck (sighs) and is it worth it yeah
3: i i know some real nasty people who are nurses not to say like all bad people are or all nurses are bad people i know some wonderful fucking nurses who break their backs just to like make shit good for people Mm -hmm. there are people like that out there and i'll give you all the shout out to 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 make you feel heard and seen because when we run across you in the field you literally save our fucking lives Mm -hmm. so thank you being the medical practitioners who actually give a shit but like i met a woman who because she was a psych nurse thought she could tell me about what my life experience was on how I could not couldn't access therapy just because she knew access to therapy on a certain area under a certain plan. She'd be like, that's wrong, you can just get up with this. And it's just like, fuck you. You know nothing. You have no clue that that's actually like municipal, not fucking provincial. And everything in Canada is like province-based, you know? That's so how it is
2: here, often. If like... you're
3: getting care in Toronto, you, it's not going to apply to fucking care in Vancouver, you know?
2: yeah like if you're a person here like it's just like us with the states like if you have pennsylvania based insurance and you get fucked up across the bridge in new jersey better find a way back to pennsylvania
3: (laughs) oh yeah because
2: you're fucked they will not accept your insurance they'll take you in the hospital and they'll bill the shit out of you (laughs) Mm-hmm. it's disgusting like it's it's no, just auto, it's, it's utterly disgusting but i just i have yet to actually find like a nice doctor a doctor that like doesn't and i'm not even talking about like okay so like the doctors i've seen some of them have been like nice in conversation but also like a competent fucking doctor like hi can you submit this prescription for ninety days, I need it as a ninety-day s- prescription. Can you submit ninety days? Yeah, no problem. Da, 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 da. Oh, get to the pharmacy. Oh, your doctor sent it in for thirty-day script.
3: Oh God, I know, right?
2: And then oh call your doctor you know what call your doctor means it means call the office hope that they're there hope that they're open hope that you're not on waiting for fucking ever then you talk to the person at the desk and they're like yeah yeah yeah. we'll leave a note to the doctor You hear? clickety clickety clack and then you never hear a call back
3: you're just gonna point this out there for all the people who have died on an american medical system y'all could have just like had a revolution and dealt with it by now just saying
2: it won't happen in this fucking country people are too complacent
3: I don't believe the won't happen attitude because that's paid for and benefits billionaires.
2: I don't know. Right? I've
3: and that also like. I ties just don't the whole think. Mindset.
2: I don't think people. I don't think they're got. I. I don't have a lot of hope. And I hate. I don't like being pessimist. I don't enjoy that feeling. Like today, the fact that there were three school shootings and I'm completely apathetic about it. And I'm not saying that in a sense of, like, I don't care, but, like, some people, like, at my work, like, in our social channels, they're like, oh my god, like, I can't, like, I can't focus, like, I can't think, like, I'm so upset, I'm this and that, and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, and, 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 like, I feel horrible that I feel so apathetic. I just, I don't have the bandwidth to, I'm like, oh, yeah, school shootings? Yeah, America, don't have kids, I don't know.
3: Don't send your kid to school. (laughs) How the system keeps everything going the way it is, though, is like by making people feel so overwhelmed. Your options are to shut down, be mad about it, or ignore it. You know,
0: right? Or to just be
3: completely depressed.
0: I also think too, like I think a couple things because I've been thinking about this. I think one, as far as like revolution, the way you're talking, I think that we're we're too divided for that to happen right now. Um. Revolution tends to happen when everyone, or at least the vast majority of the population sees the problem, but that's not necessarily the reality of what we're in here, Um, at least in my opinion, I'm not a professional. Um, when i
3: say revolution i don't mean like people in the streets necessarily cutting off billionaire heads although that would be rad don't get me wrong what i'm talking about is like just a change in everything like the renaissance wasn't necessarily actually was the renaissance brought on by guillotines i can't remember we could do a little quick google maybe to find that out um i don't know jay's making a face right now (laughs) i'm just my thinking
2: Um, face now
3: (laughs) But, like, realistically, I've watched a lot of think pieces on this, and there's, like, a phrase for this, or, like, um, a type of mindset, be, be, because it's more believable to most people to envision the end of the entire world and the death death of every living fucking being on the planet than it is to believe the end of capitalism.
2: Yeah. Because we capitalism will citizens, capitalism will end the planet. That, that is the but end it, goal of capitalism, is to... Use everything. Barren ultimately wasteland. It,
3: it, it can't. <laughs> the only way that capitalism can really destroy all of us is if it like does nukes bullshit. The Earth will ultimately heal on a scale that is much long, longer than us. Like We've been here for a very short period of time as opposed to like how long the planet's here, right? I don't, if you don't blow yeah. away the atmosphere, Like the planet will be fine, right? Yeah, I don't, nukes Nukes would fuck the whole house up, don't get me wrong. Like, that yeah. is a game over situation. As long as the atmosphere is intact, there ain't pretty much shit we can't do under this planet on a long enough scale. It'll just kill us all mm-hmm. off, and it'll be fine. Right?
2: Exactly, I so, feel you a hundred percent. Like, but I just so feel end, like the end goal of capitalism is to consume everything, so that it goes to zero.
3: Well, to be honest, the end goal isn't that. It's fascism. Let's be really, really, really clear. The end goal of capitalism is just fascism.
2: Right to have control. It'll be the point
3: where it. Well, capitalism, yes, it'll reach a point where it stops doing the endless consumption thing, but only when there's nothing left outside of itself on its domain, right? So capitalism will reach its final state. Jesus Christ, this sounds horrible for me to say. Once it's become its final formal state. Yes. Once it's become a global state, nothing exists outside the purview of capitalism. And nothing can threaten its existence anymore. That's the end goal. And that is an ultimately a fascist world, right? Because they need to have people to other to destroy, to constantly create that in-group because violence is the backbone of capitalism and fascism and capitalism are hard-baked into each other, right? So you just, you have capitalism long enough and if it doesn't like, have a society slowly move away from that bullshit and, like, actually set up social security nets and actually move towards a zero-sum game where everything, like, provides for people, you will get this kind of shit Where it'll just destroy everything until the system can protect itself indefinitely. And if destroying the planet becomes a threat to the system, it'll cannibalize itself in any way necessary to keep the system going, right? Mm. So you get into some real dark dystopian shit where, like, we're talking, like, global fucking Skynet shit where, like, everybody's fucking watched and controlled and, like, every little thing is sold and metered. But, like, I highly doubt we're going to get that way. But You don't think so? No, no, because I yeah. I look, I, I'm going to be real honest with y'all 150 years ago. This was an entirely different fucking planet, right? Um, mm-hmm. I've been playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption, right? Because like a lot of people I grew up with are a lot older and are like straight up from the cowboy era. What was
2: a 150 for... years ago?
3: I'll yes. tell you 150 yeah. years ago would have been 1870 something Um, right now. I'll tell you this. If you go back 100 years to 1922. Ten years ago, the Wild West just died. You still had people riding around on fucking horseback 100 years ago as a main Mm. method of transportation, y'all. People seem to forget the massive, massive, mind-numbing rate that humanity has accelerated in the past 150 years. It's so much we haven't ever exactly our mental space hasn't caught up to what happened in all of that right you go back 150 years it's still frontier it's still people picking berries it's still like um like 1872 yeah um contact was in 1490 or it was
1: 1493
3: wasn't it it what was it contact with settlers was like what columbus 1492 well i
2: mean i don't say columbus i say oh that guy oh yeah no we were taught this fucking song as children and it's like in 1492 columbus yeah yeah, the ocean blue
3: 1491s is the comedy group right yeah
2: so i that's i'll always remember when fucking columbus got here of the damn song mm-hmm. no i'm looking up 1872 like a, i just looked up 1872 on uh wikipedia so these are some big events that were happening in 1872 around the world <clears throat> uh i don't even know how to pronounce that let's see the metropolitan a stab at it February 20th, the Metropolitan Museum of Art opens in New York City. So the Met first opened in eighteen oh that's a, that's been around forever. My God. <clears throat> uh, March 1st, Yellowstone National Park. Um, once dubbed Coulter's Hell after John Coulter of the Lewis and Clark Expedition. Did not know that. Today I learned. Uh, so in the United States, Yellowstone National Park is established as the world's first national park. So that happened in. Uh, 1872, what else happened here? That
3: was only 150 years ago, y'all Only your 100... national park.
2: Wow. It was the first one... It was the world's first national park. According to this Wikipedia article.
3: When was uh, the Black Hills turned into Mount Rushmore when they carved in the president's face?
2: I'm not sure, but I don't know if that was turned into a national park later. The magazine Popular Science is first published in the United States 150 years ago.
3: What year did we get the light bulb?
2: I don't know. What year
1: was the light bulb invented?
2: 1879. 1879? So we didn't even have a li- we didn't have light bulbs.
3: 150 years ago, and now you're walking around your pocket right now, something that's more advanced than the supercomputers that they they used to send a fucking rocket to the moon.
2: (laughs) This is really interesting. May 10th, Victoria Woodhull becomes the first woman nominated for President of the United States, although she is a year too young to qualify and does not appear on the ballot. I will keep that article up for a good read later
0: That's interesting i mean it just it makes you know i mean it just makes me think like uh, my mom always tells me about um my grandmom's mom mm-hmm. and uh you know where she lived uh over by the art museum here in philly, and how like it looked completely different right um like it was like that was during like the early days of cars like cars had just released. And like um, there was like there uh, I looked at a picture of just the time period of Philly and what it looked like, like just random streets. And there's like maybe two cars on any given street, maybe.
2: Mm, I
1: was and like those big, you know, those fry. old
0: sort of like, you know, looking cars and stuff. Yeah. They the, called the, them the,
3: rolling coffins because they went too fast and they didn't have seat belts and people who got in accidents would die.
0: Yeah, and, and like, imagine.
3: and initially
2: they didn't really have like traffic lights and signs either. So it was just kind of like,
0: hey, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I mean, like, you think about how far along we've come even from then, you know,
2: I really I sway back and forth in my emotions
0: wonder and terror <laughs> yeah
2: kind of like i swing back and forth between like despair i guess and hope hope mm-hmm. and despair it was really the two things like right now i guess i'm feeling the despair because i'm like why <laughs> why <laughs> Why? why? Why are people dying? So why are people starving? People, why are people I'll tell and, you
3: exactly why? Exactly why. So that rich people can watch numbers go up in their bank account and poor people of color can die around the world so that white people can feel a little bit better about themselves not being quite as bad.
2: Right, and then I still That's ask the whole fucking reason. Right, but then I still ask why. Why is it that you're better than these people and you're more important like it just drives so me they
3: haven't cut their heads off yet? <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Historically speaking, there seems to be a group of people who like to take control of everything. And the smartest move has historically not been forming unions, but getting rid of the people altogether. Because there I I read a really good quote from Destiny um about the body and a protein in it called P53. And then how it's a protein that's in every single cell of the human body. And it's there, coded as a bomb to destroy any cell when it becomes cancerous and starts taking up too much energy from the body's near-infinite reserves, right? Mm -hmm. And there is a fucking banger of a quote where it says, um, oh, God, let me, I I should find it. But it's something along the lines of V punishment for abusing a system must remain in correlation to how severe the cost to the system itself is so like Hmm. if somebody threatens to overdo i'm actually going to find the proper quote right now if someone
2: oh i think that took you off discord because we don't hear you anymore or i think i think
3: you're right
2: you're lagging
3: yeah, my Wi-Fi just disconnected. Give me two seconds.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, that that pixelation. <laughs> I'm going to give you the exact quote here. Just give me mm. two seconds. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, <laughs> nope. Here we go.
3: Patterns will participate in a structure only if participation benefits their ability to go on existing. The more successful the structure grows, the more temptation accrues to cheat, and the greater the advantage the cheaters gain over their honest neighbors, and the greater the ability they develop to capture the very laws that should prevent their selfishness. To prevent this, the structure must punish cheaters with the violence that grows in proportion to its own success
2: Mm -hmm.
3: that's a hell of a quote isn't it
2: that is a hell of a quote (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's something you stick in a term paper to take up your word count
3: (laughs) (laughs) but it's really true though right yeah um if in a system where you can gain so much power that you can rewrite the li- like the rules of the entire structure itself, then there must be a reprimand for people who game and fuck with the structure on such a level, equivalent to what they're doing, right? So like if it's if it's a crime for you to 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 kill somebody, right, and you go to jail, how come it's not a crime for these corporation guys to to? poison entire communities how come it's not a crime that they they destroy their food rather than giving it to food banks you because know? they're in how control
2: much, and that's bless? what i'm saying who exactly. holds them accountable no one
3: and we gotta We got to hold them accountable. I'll tell you what happened. The government was supposed to hold them accountable because the government was originally an institution of the people. Mm -hmm. But a long time ago, around the 1920s, the corporations started sowing anti-government propaganda Mm -hmm. to make people think that big government was going to come and take your rights away. And what they forgot was that big government was run by them to keep corporations in check. Well, also now it's... Go
2: ahead. I was like, now it's the fact that I don't see the difference between a, a politician and a business and a business person. You know what I mean? Like all these politicians have multiple businesses and different income streams. And like, you know, Oh, this has connections to this and this has connections to this. Well, that's interesting that your business that has a connection to that particular law that you passed or that particular act that you were trying to get through. Like, that's the shit that like, that's, that's the problem is like the, the the money the corporate bullshit is has infiltrated the government like the government is like it's a puppet of these corporations at this Mm -hmm. point there is no like we bailed out the banks but not the people like it's Mm -hmm. just what
3: (laughs) all it takes is the people coming together and saying that y'all have had enough
2: that's the thing that i don't have hope for right now. I, I don't do. think people will come together and say no.
0: I I what just do you think, think like it's um well so this isn't going to be like the most popular uh thing and I don't know if a lot of people are going to like what I say right now, but not um, that
2: it matters. Just I
0: say don't it. I don't really think that like like recently I went to a um protest, right? Mm. And it was, it the, was the the nice Roe v. Go, Wade one right? right? Yep. It was nice to go for me, mm. but I don't think uh, where we, like in here where we are at the at the point at the stage of capitalism that we're in, I don't think that it has much weight.
2: I agree. I um, would agree with that. Yeah, when I when people organize, uh, just a, organizing a protest
0: you know like you know i know like a lot of people say things like oh well it starts at grassroots and you got to build from the community well where we are now as far like the, at, at this late stage capitalist hellscapeness um that it's it's ineffective now like um there and i'm not saying that there's no hope cuz i i i continuously make sure and i always try to check myself when i get hopeless in it with with the, the reality around me but um you know i just the, the, like for instance we have the women's march um it was massive the woman's march was huge huge and look where we are right you know what i'm saying um where we are it just they it doesn't
2: feels performative some
1: of and, them, and
0: I think well, I, and I think that it's at the fault of our government, right? Because like, we, um, all those people that showed up for the women's march, right? Like in 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 a, in a system that was running the way that I think our system should, that would have been influential, right? That would have been monumental. That would have changed everything in in a in in a in, in, in a proper ethical system. But we come here now to twenty twenty two and you know now it's you know uh the, the Supreme Court is poised to take away Roe v. Wade and I recently heard that they're doing something else really shitty and I don't remember what it was. Um recently, like today or yesterday. But uh you know the thing is is that they you know and once again I'm not like you know I'm not trying to like be partisan or anything exactly but what i'm trying to get at is when when in the 2016 election they played everything like a chess piece you know like cuz that's what the right always does mm-hmm. that's the one power that they really have is to be able to bring it all together and like you know they 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 know how to pull ranks and really really be cohesive and um they they kind of played us all you know like they 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 put in into the supreme court, you know, people that they knew would be there, you know, for a long time because the supreme court's a life um
2: yeah, because obama had the ability ability or obama some the timing of it. One of the justices there was a seat to be filled and obama was going to fill it right before he left his presidency. But right. the republicans Buried him through red tape and this and no, you can't, right. you can't, you can't. Meanwhile, Trump's like, oh yeah, you can have a seat on the Supreme Court and you can have a seat on the Supreme Court. Exactly. He's giving it an out like fucking Oprah with cars. So,
0: so like, I, I, I once again, I'm not saying that we don't have recourse, and I'm not saying that you know building up from grassroots things are 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 useless. But I think that um rethink how you do it. I think we have to rethink how we do it because it's, it's not working. And-
2: the one thing that I did see related to protests, though, that was working is so some people were switching their protests to outside of these motherfuckers' houses, like Kavanaugh's house, mm-hmm. and they were protesting so- outside of his house, and he was like, you know, obviously yeah. having to deal about I
3: it. I have a lot to say on this meth- on this issue because I'm a Canadian, and our protests go down a little differently up here yeah. versus mm-hmm. America. Um. You wanna know what we did up here when Canada invaded Wet'suwet'en again for the fourth time? We shut down CN fucking rail and made them lose millions upon millions of dollars until the public was begging us to give them their fucking trail, their train tracks back. And we burnt the train tracks. Some of us lit them on fucking fire and poured gasoline on that shit. We have been ready as indigenous people to throw our fucking lives on the line so long. Right. And, and like get arrested and, and deal with shit. Right. Like we talked about this in the, um, the eco solidarity and protest episode right how people were like putting spikes in trees and, and chaining themselves to it right and it's not to say that like that's different between a culture of canada and america but it's just a matter of like what it actually seriously takes to get shit done because holding a poster board up doesn't do shit you know right that yeah. Um, protesting on a different level does right hitting these fucking ghouls in their pocketbooks did and when we shut down cn cn rail canada fucking listens right and if they want to fuck with us again we'll shut the rails down again and again and again as many times as it takes right because they listen to supply chain disruptions they listen to their pocketbooks being fucking emptied they listen to the protests outside their houses because they know they're within arm's distance and i think it's about high time we reminded them who the fuck they serve
0: Yeah, I I think yeah, I I mean I've I've seen I've seen that happen here too. That's why like I don't mean to be like contradictory or or you know mm-hmm. naysay at all. I just um I just don't know if that like I think what I'm getting at is like cultures are different and the systems are similar but different and. I don't know. I, think... I don't know why it is like when when we do stuff like that. Right. Like when we shut down highways or we um, they just was, run there us was one there. a couple of years ago. They, they they kind of all did a sit in at airports. Um, you know, they did all sorts. We, you know, when we do stuff, it just kind of it's like. Oh, the crazy people are doing stuff again. Okay, like you know, I can so I actually. Pre- oh, sorry.
2: I, no, I was going to say I was uh, going to help you here, Scott. So I could use a really good example. Like, okay, George Floyd, and all of the riots across the country, if not the world. I'm, I'm, I don't yes. know if globally other it was, things. Happen. It was.
3: It happened pretty globally. Yeah. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So global riots that were happening. What did we really get in America from that? We got Juneteenth.
3: Yeah, yeah, because
2: we got a holiday and a pat on the fucking back. Oh, good job! We looted, we rioted, we we smashed and grabbed, and it didn't. We got a holiday, and we got Black Lives Matter painted and whatever on the so street. Then we got to
3: do more. That's the okay. hard truth. What we did in summer of 2020 it was not enough and you want to know what they did in up in canada when they dug up the several thousand bodies of dead children we're at over 10,000, by the way you don't know what they did hmm. they gave us a truth and reconciliation day they gave us a holiday in september oh but just listen to this one they gave us a holiday in september claiming that it was going to be for indigenous people it's not a statutory holiday so nobody actually gets the day off and you're forced to work it if you're an indigenous working class person while the rich People in Congress get to take the day off to think about the fucking things that happened in the past and how much they're benefiting from settler colonial issues. Meanwhile, every indigenous person in the fucking country is either working or or doing their shit to survive that day, right? Because they don't fucking care. We cannot accept any of their token fucking like successions as actual change. And we need to go for the fucking throat. We need reform period End. there is no way forward we have to fucking advocate for this shit right and and here's the beauty of it they're gonna die in 20 years boomers don't have more than 20 years on this fucking earth
2: that's what it may seem like
3: this is never gonna change it's gonna be a fucking different world in 30 years i promise you
2: i hope for the better because that's that's the other way that i swing is back to the hope like between hope and despair and when i swing back to hope i'm like all right these motherfuckers like mm. everyone dies and they're getting old huh. and they are gonna fucking croak and i can't wait and i will celebrate as each fucking one bites the dust but, but, but man it needs to come a lot younger sooner
0: ones like true that's the other they, they always groom like like madison Cawthorn, and he's young you know, he caught yeah. They,
3: here's the thing they can you know. never gr- they can never replace themselves that's why they're so that is true. afraid of this bullshit white person replacement theory it's because they can't replace their conservative numbers because of the internet people don't live in insular little bubbles anymore where they can't talk to people who with a different color of skin than them just because of where they yeah. live right like mm-hmm. they are losing their grip on the world and they know it that's why they're screaming we're watching the last tantrum of a cantankerous generation of people who have sown more destruction on this planet than any other generation that has ever lived and we're gonna feel every single thrashing effect of their abuse because we grew up in it we lived our adult lives in it we've spent every single minute in this system and it is almost impossible to imagine a world outside it until it happens but it will come it will come and you know what'll come if it doesn't death and i hate to say it and that may sound grim it's not, everybody dies, man. It'll be pretty nice to be out of this planet and not have to be doing none of this capitalist bullshit, right? And and those ghouls, cannot keep this power structure up in the same way for another 150 years. It just won't, it'll either collapse just from the constant crises, from food shortages, from supply chain issues, from the lack of resources to support their extort, like their extraction. It just can't continue. And at, exactly. And we're at the breaking point. That's why it feels so hopeless it's not that nothing will change it's that we have to go through every single horrible bit of catharsis and be alive during one of the most difficult parts in history and that's kind of the unique challenge of being a millennial is you got given a world that was not cut out for you that was not like geared in your best interests and our job Mm -hmm. is to just fucking survive and hold it down For the next generation who's gonna actually make this shit like really real and i swear to god man they're gonna put up fucking statues of millennials and say and and gen x and and like talk about how much we did to break the cycles of trauma and abuse that were destroying the planet and i see it in how we raise our children now right that is true people in in Mm -hmm. our generation raising kids without hitting them by by just talking to them by and they give them like understanding and real compassion like my five-year-old nephew is he's not five anymore he's getting older that's a sign of me just (laughs) still thinking he's five (laughs) he's more emotionally well adjusted than most adults in my family because he hasn't Mm -hmm. been through a lick of abuse right and those kids are growing up Without that hollowness in them that we got, you know? And yeah. they're gonna change the fucking world in ways so much more brilliant and untangible to us. Like they are and to quote um Leanne Bedamusk Simpson, they are everything that we could have been. And and that, that hurts to hear, but it's true, you know? So we don't have to believe that it's possible because I it's do. not our job to, to do it. We I just do. gotta hold it down.
0: I do believe. See, that's the thing, though. I do like as bleak as my words were. That was not to say that I think that it's impossible, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't. I also. I'm actually so optimistic. In fact, that I actually think that. I mean, we may be in our seventies, but we may be in our rocking chairs, you know, throwing our our old tarot cards and being like, "Oh shit, look at the news! Look what they did!" You know, like I and I'm I'm actually that optimistic to think that I may actually get to see it. You know. That could be wishful thinking, but I, I like to think that I will get to see it before, I, before I'm before i gone from this earth, but... You Me know, and Rue talk about believe... that a lot.
1: Hmm?
2: Me and Rue, we talk about that a lot, you know, like, when we fling back and forth between, like, it ain't ever gonna change, and then it's like, alright, but when we're old as shit, we'll be sitting here watching the hollow project I don't know, whatever fucking fancy new TV technology <laughs> we have, and we'll be like, look! Look, they
0: did it! We did it! We survived!
2: We made it, you know, like... I don't know.
0: Mhm. And I do believe that, go. and I believe that constantly, not sometimes, not not a little. There are days where I am more angry or depressed about things, right? But I try to, like, when I talk to a Christian, um, my my old long childhood friend uh, who lives with me, um, we, you know, he often gets very very uh, hopeless mm. about the situation. And I mean, I don't blame him, you know. Um, But I always, you know, he always tries to remember, like, because I always kind of bring it back, you know, to something hopeful, to something, you know, good. Um, So that way, I have something to, you know, that keeps the flame, you know, light, lit, you know, inside, you know, you can't let that flame go out. I know it's small. But you gotta keep that. You gotta keep it alive. You gotta. Because if you don't have hope, it's just, it just, it's not worth it anymore. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have hope. You gotta have hope. You gotta work for it. You know what I mean? Hope is not something that you just have, hope is something you work at. You know?
2: Even if it's like, I don't know, maybe like in a way, like instead of doom scrolling, maybe search for like podcasts or YouTube videos of people that have good commentary, you know, like have a different spin. Like instead of just here's the problem, like okay, well here are some potential solutions. Here's what we could do. Here's what you could do. You know, maybe that could be a way to kind of if you feel hopeless, that could be a way to create hope maybe or at least like start to get the ideas that hope is possible.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I know this is also really silly too. But I believe, personally, that um, another way to keep hope alive is to um, look at really kind people. (laughs) And when I say look at them, I'm, like, just talking about your Joe Schmo, who, like, picks up an old lady's handbag on the bus, who dropped it. Yeah, not the guy guy who's filming
2: himself as he gives the homeless guy, you know, 5k, because he is a famous YouTuber.
0: (laughs) Right, right, look, just... Watch watch the strangers, like, suddenly get into a conversation and laugh about something silly. You know, like... I love just, doing just, that.
2: I love people watching like that.
0: I I will... I know this is lame, but there are times where I watch, like, just small acts of kindness. And I, like, will literally start crying. I know it's lame. And it's it's actually kind of sad that I have to say that. Because that's, like, the reality of the world that I live in. Where mm-hmm. seeing acts of kindness makes me cry. Because it feels so far away from the true, like the real, like the reality that I'm living in. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's in those moments that I actually can smile, you know, where like you know, walking out on the street, I don't feel like, you know, I'm I'm, you know, because you always feel vulnerable, you know. Nowadays everything feels like you're, you know, at a, you know, walking on a wire, you know, and anything can happen any minute, you know, a. a sick person with you know a gun can just decide all you people are weird like i think about it all the time like the one of the things this is one of like the more sad things i think about like pa hates philly right yeah
2: the state of pennsylvania hates philly Philly,
0: everyone in pa like out in pa yeah they're they're all live rurally they all have guns what's to stop them from pulling um do you guys remember that horrible mass shooting all horrible um where the guy was went to a concert And he was shooting down at them? Yeah. What's to stop one of them from doing that? Like in Country Music Festival.
2: Yeah, that's what it was. It was a country music festival. Las Vegas. Um,
0: Las Vegas. You know, what's to stop one of them from From getting some some weird delusion in their brain from setting up somewhere in Center City and just starts taking out all the, you know, the quote-unquote nasty libs, you know, the Democrats? Mm Mm-hmm. You know?
3: you know i'm gonna be honest something's gonna happen to make all this change y'all saw what trump posted on his tweet right
1: Mm-mm. no I, didn't, I did not i didn't it. see I'm, it i'm not even
2: oh you cut out you froze
3: no come back I... oh hang on Am back tra-
2: yeah backtrack a little bit restart
3: I'm not even sure I can say it without getting in trouble, but like mm. I'm sure we can because we're just paraphrasing him. He was calling for literal civil war on a tweet
0: he... this past week this... I wish I was surprised by that,
2: yeah, so, oh, we're, um we're so... Katie's in the chat actually, and she she Katie! popped something interesting Hi, in.
0: Katie, it's so good to well, you know, I can't see you, but like it's really good to be <laughs> to know you're yeah.
2: there. Um. So she was saying, uh, I was interviewing a girl today, and to answer my interview question, "What type of extracurricular activities do you do at school?" She said, for Katie. "Uh, she said I don't have any extracurricular activities because my focus is my out of school activities of activism and going to protests." And Katie was saying, "And that's a pure type of hope that can come at any random time." So yeah, that is. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Okay, that gives me
3: the kids are all right Mom. i'm
2: swinging out of despair and i'm coming back over to the hope side.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: the kids are all right i really do put my um my belief and my faith in the future generations right and I, I it's gonna sound cheesy but a lot of what i do is for them you know to make sure that they got something to pass on to make sure that they have somebody who's older who actually wants to give them something to think about to make them better people to help them grow to not just have the same narratives repeated right like we're doing everything for them like i'm already (laughs) i'm already 32 i'm already like this may sound weird and grim but i'm already kind of planning my death right i can't afford to retire I have um, CPTSD, and I was watching a long-form essay today on, like, Zuko's mental health and his trauma from Avatar the Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, I know you're laugh- you're cause you check checking because I'm sure you've seen a million videos on Zuko, because he's, like, the hot topic on YouTube. Well, I-,
0: I watch, uh, what's her name? The Sister, but, yeah. There's videos. Yeah, Azula. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, but, like, I have very severe CPTSD. Oh, she's crazy,
2: too. She's wild. Yeah. I've never like, actually she's, watched she's... the show as a kid, so I'm I'm watching through it oh, with, with Rue actually.
3: The yeah, Avatar The Last it. Airbender is one of those few rare shows that is timeless. Ten out of ten. It you can always come back to it. It'll always make you cry. It is always on point. It is never off. It's it's perfect. I would not change a single fucking thing about that show.
2: <laughs> um, when it comes to that show, I think when I first watched it though, like when I was when we were first watching through it. I didn't like it like i was like oh, god
3: it's a little too for kids at yeah first, and yeah. that's kind of what's hard to get over it but then by the end of the first season it matures the fuck up it's just that like it does that really classic television shit where it like sets up the pilot as being overbearingly goofy to draw in kids because 90s television underestimated the intelligence of the average child yes and needed to give them all this stupid like Slapstick garbage when in reality, what the kids actually cared about was the intense plot and all the magic and all the cool shit going on. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> well, what, what? it so was, actually, it was too much like, oh, there's the problem, but we fixed it. And it was like, oh, there's a problem and they're going to fix it. Wow. Like, it was just too, like I don't know, kind of predictable. Until
3: they talk, about, until they get into shit like um, Iroh's son being dead and him not having any real tangible stuff to do about it and like Zuko having intense CPTSD and like dealing with all the trauma and the shame and the guilt associated with that and how he heals with it and his non-linear journey and lashing out at the people who actually care for him and love love him because it's the yeah. only thing he knows and he's still trying to appease that father narrative. I've never seen a show that does CPTSD as well as fucking Avatar. Mm. Um, and why I was bringing it up is because like one of the symptoms of CPTSD that people have is they often throw themselves into a cause that might get themselves killed because we... The weird thing about CPTSD people is one of two things happens with us. Sometimes we think the trauma can't been for nothing. I have to make a difference in the world, you know? This can't have been for nothing, and that's sometimes how we hold on to it. And sometimes we want a way out. We really want a way out, but you can't just be like, I'm done. So we put ourselves into really fucking dangerous situations trying to make the world a better place. And maybe we die in the process, but that's what a lot of us end up doing to make sense of anything that we've been through, right? Because a lot of us who don't end up turning into really awful people, we have to do something to reconcile the intense shit that happened to us, you know? And that that energy, that catharsis, it doesn't just go nowhere and sit there, like you do something with it, right? You either actively become a fucking problem in the world, or you start... Trying to fucking solve problems, but I don't know anybody who went through, or actually no sometimes trauma can just make you shut down too and not fucking do anything and just be stuck in a hole and it can it can do that too, you know it's not a it's not a linear thing, but yeah, a lot of us really kind of throw ourselves into wanting to make things change because we don't really want to even be here to begin with right, and that's just a hard truth about c p t s d
0: as someone with the stuck in a hole part I will say though is that sometimes. The desire to do something to help is like a haunting thing, mm. and it's almost it yeah, looms yeah. over me sometimes. Like in in like a unfortunately though a worst way possible, and sometimes it kind of becomes so big that it's it just kind of forces me back down, and that is something like I struggle with because I I know exactly what you're talking about, Sophie. I I, I get it like a hundred percent. Of course you do. You know. It, and it and it it is there and it gnaws at me and it haunts me sometimes because yeah you wanna you wanna think that I mean I would like to think that like I'm I'm over the idea that I, I experienced it for a reason hmm. um I, and I, I I am I am over that but the 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 thing is is that um I also now I'm I'm self aware enough now that I know that um underneath of the trauma underneath of, you know, the complex post-traumatic stress, um, there is, there, there, there was kind of a, how do I put this? There were lessons learned through healing from it. Yeah. And <clears throat> I want to be able to use those lessons to teach other people. Mm-hmm. Cause I realized that the one thing that in this world that we don't have at all, uh, and, and now, I, and I like once again, I can only speak for the states. But um, in the states, I know for a fact we we don't believe in like uh, things like feelings. Um, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and there's there is no emotional uh, literacy here in the states. The, there, there's no um. There's no one is teaching children. How, like, you know, about uh, big feelings and little feelings and how to, how to move through those things and what is an appropriate response, you know, if a kid steals your toy truck, like, do you go beat the shit out of them? No, you you there. there's ways to handle things before we start, you know, fighting and, and no one's teaching anyone these complicated and there are ways to do it. Right. I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not trained in it, but there are there are there is real, real things to be done to teach people um and it has to start young that's why i keep talking about children because we have to start teaching them how to use things like empathy and emotional intelligence really young so that way they can understand how to have conversations how to talk how to be uncomfortable um how to talk about difficult topics, you know, like when when they need to talk about that uncomfort, you know, um, because it, nine times out of ten what ends up happening when people in general are uncomfortable in really intense situations, we end up lashing out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have there's no basis for that uh here in our culture at all. And um it's actually uh, the amount of times recently in the last two weeks that I've seen people say empathy is weakness. You know all that stuff, and I've seen it a lot, and of course it's it's mostly cis het men, and um you know yeah and and there there needs to be there needs to be education to teach, even if it's to teach parents to teach their children. you know what I'm saying, but that is one of the reasons why I want to get into mental health so bad. I also see,
2: like, a lot of our generation our parents now, and a lot of our generation, I mean, some of us, I feel like some of us were able to see the things that were fucked up in our own childhood and say, hey, I'm not going to do that to my kids, I'm going to be different, I'm going to be better. And so Mm -hmm. a good majority of our generation has, a good portion of our generation has done that. But then I also see the parents in our generation that are not great. And they have just con- done nothing but continue the same cycle. The same trivial bullshit. The same, I'll smack you upside your head. I'll, I'll, you know, just like screaming at I'll their kids. I'll give you a reason to cry. I'll give you a reason to cry. I see it in stores and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just, be, just drag the kid through the fucking store. Like that's the shit that like bothers it's kind of like what you're saying Scott about like um politicians like the republican politicians how they're like they like groom people that are younger than them and like i don't know if if canada also has this same thing when it comes to like politics but like there's political families like there's almost dynasties in this fucking mm-hmm. country it's um it's possible to get in like as just like a regular you know person into politics like that is still very possible but like the bushes the clintons you know like the kennedys like have you
3: heard of the trudeaus i
2: thought i thought that the the trudeaus Mm -hmm. because i think you mentioned before it's like his father was here
3: elliot trudeau was one of the longest running canadian prime ministers and his son Justin Trudeau is probably going to be very similar simply because they're the Trudeaus and the Liberals pick a Trudeau because they're employed they're they're going to get the votes you know and it's like we don't even have voter limitations there's no uh, sorry not voter limitations term limitations um so the Trudeaus can run and get reelected for 40 years and then the next son can get it for forty years. It's a monarchy. Next son can get it for forty years. It's essentially a structural monarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the Liberal Party of Canada has become is a red monarchy, and then the Conservative Party of Canada is the blue monarchy. But they're still the fucking monarchy. It's uh,
2: funny interestingly... that the Liberals are
0: red. No, oh, yeah, Kinda. I think the colors are the reverse. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
3: Here's the fun part. It doesn't matter. I made here, here's the best are so the same party, joke. which is
2: just like the Democrats and the fucking Republicans. Here's the, poli- the best political
3: joke I ever made in the, at work in an elevator full of a bunch of different people. They said, oh, Globe and Mail, is this a conservative or a liberal building? I looked at them and I said, what's the functional difference? And nobody could answer me and everybody just started laughing.
0: <laughs> and that, that's actually a point I was going to make, too, is that another problem that I know we face here in the States is that, a lot, like all the, a lot, like at least for I, like in in South Philly in particular. Um, see, all like everyone likes to be like, oh, South Philly always votes Democrat. But the thing is that people don't understand is that um, when they say like they vote Democrat, they're not talking like about like a progressive like AOC or something, right? Um, they're talking about like career Democrats, like the ones that are like hardcore, like I will defend capitalism to the very end, kind of I'm thing. I was in Moe the union.
3: Wade type ones.
2: Yeah, the guys who were like, "I was in the union, and I'm all right. Right, the union." It's like shut right. the fuck up,
3: bro. If you were, if you were in the union, you didn't learn shit from it, and you were the type of person who took your high dues and said, "Huh, wouldn't it be great if nobody else had this?" Get fucked. Actually, there was dues, your high um, wages
2: speaking of philly and unions and shit like that so there's a show abbott elementary that's really good it's about a bunch of teachers it's like it's shot in the style of like the office like a mockumentary really kind of thing. really it's very really good want to it's very good and especially show. if you're from philly you would appreciate it but even if you're not <laughs> if you if you went to a public school i think you'd appreciate it um so basically it's a the one teacher he's teaching a unit on unions like unionizing and stuff like that. And so the the one teacher she's from she's from South Philly so she's like this South Philly kind of chick and she's like oh you know like you're teaching the kids about like like the labor strikes and shit like that and you know like the formation of like a, like the iron workers union and shit and um and he's like yeah I guess, she's like oh i got a guy like he can come in and talk about it like that'd be great mm-hmm. and meanwhile he's he's been teaching this unit as like the police and the police force and the union workers peacefully came to an agreement and there was no fighting and blah 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 like that's what he's teaching in the unit and so she brings this guy in and she's like yeah you know like my buddy he was he was a captain during the during the like during what was going on and he thought that meant police captain (laughs) no (laughs)
3: Hold on, I'm just gonna just throw a word out there for anybody who wants to Google this shit for history. Go look up the word Pinkerton. Just go find out what the Pinkertons did. Have fun reading about 1920s, 1930s horror stories. You're welcome, sorry. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Uh,
2: But anyway, so the guy that she brings in, his name is like, I think it's like Vinny the Tire Iron something (laughs) or other, like, (laughs) and so he's sitting there like this big, you know, fat south philly italian guys just like yeah and then we fucking blah, 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 blah. like it was just like beautiful it was beautiful and and she made a point like to, so her and the teacher were talking afterwards he was like uh that was like not what i was expecting and she was like listen like these kids have to know where they come from the good the bad the ugly the everything you can't sugarcoat it they need to know everything so they can make their own decisions and their own choices and like and learn from
3: that you know so
2: it was a good episode jay right liberal propaganda god
3: wow Um, you can't sugarcoat it anymore you know it's funny how how in one minute conservatives would be like these liberals you know facts don't care about your feelings you know you can't sugarcoat everything this is this and this is that next thing you know you're like slavery happened World War Two happened, and they're like, "You gotta give an alternate theory. You can't just tell people this thing." (laughs) It's just like, Mm -hmm. my brother in Christ, (laughs) have you listened to yourself?
0: (laughs) They don't. No. (laughs)
2: Uh, But you know the other the other problem that I have is like the people that are so far left that they're kind of right. Like there are so there are some people Um, that go so far right that they're basically left, which always makes me laugh. But then there are some people that go so far left that they're like, they almost want fascism in a different way. Like, mm. I'm
3: not sure I understand what you're saying, and it might so be like, a misunderstanding. But. Yeah. So,
2: like, for, let me try to put it into like an example uh, Elon trying to buy Twitter.
3: Right? Oh, 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 can I explain this to you? It's really fun. Elon's not left; he's a capitalist, and always has been, and they like to drape themselves in the apparel of the left and make it look like they're doing that because it appears oh I know and to more Elon's not left oh yeah,
2: I know he's a piece of shit. no, it was the people talking about Elon purchasing Twitter, it was the discord it was the twittering on the Twitter about Twitter. It was very meta so um Elon was gonna purchase Twitter right. Mm -hmm. and so a lot of these people on the left are like oh my god he can't do that we have to stop it we have to and then like people on the other side were like okay whatever but like ultimately i was like what does it fucking matter if elon buys twitter
3: he's just another fucking
2: rich guy that owns Uh, yeah but elon believes in free speech
3: He believes in white boy free speech, but I'm pretty sure if a a person of color on his platform calls out racism and a white person reports him for it, that post will get taken down. Whereas if they call out fucking clan shit, it'll fucking get that one will get will get taken down. You know what I mean? Like right. there's that double standard where where people of color had to start saying white person as the words YT on YouTube, on um Facebook similar to what white people might think is like YouTube. That's because like Facebook algorithms were taking them down for talking about the effects of like what white people were doing to them, but like straight up anti black racism will stay on Facebook. I guess
2: I just, sometimes I I approach it from a very objective, logical point of view, right? So you take people who are, they believe in their god and their guns and their fucking white supremacy bullshit, right? I don't think that that's right. I don't subscribe to any of that. But if they wanted to talk, if they wanted to blast that out into the aether, under the rules of free speech, they should be allowed, right? Like...
3: Should they?
2: It's free speech. Here's the thing, here's Like, the, that's here's why the I just, ju- that's where I'm like, I don't know where the objectivity comes into, but, like, so what is free speech, should it, you know? Fr-
3: should free speech allow you to talk about rounding up a posse of people to go kill some queers down the road? No, and it doesn't extend to that, because it no, doesn't the incitement of violence.
2: Right, but, um, yeah, like, I don't know, I guess it would depend that's on what exactly is said. I guess that free that's speech. What it I'll
3: be real honest to y'all. What a lot of people get crossed about free speech is that we think that we have the right to say whatever the fuck we want. Free speech means that the government can't put you in jail for criticizing them. That's what it means. That's right. What the law centers around. Yeah. It never meant that we have freedom from repercussions of the things that we have said. And no world has that ever been a yeah. thing, right? And also <laughs> at the same
0: time, go ahead. I think that's kind of what Jay... I think that's what Jay's getting at is the idea that, like, you're, like, you could say whatever the hell you want to. You could be a you horrible can. bigot. You could do whatever you want, but you are not immune to the repercussions the backlash. of what you say.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I,
0: anyone... I think, what he's, I think Jay is being very, very, like, like, what is, like, like not not considering our... Not like not taking into consideration the morality of it, just the fact that free speech means that you can say quite literally whatever you want to, but you are not immune from the social backlash but, uh, of what it is that you say. Right. Now I know that like we've said before that like, you know, I and I used to, and I and I do agree that, you know, maybe hates you know, they we used to say a lot hate speech isn't free speech, uh, but the thing is is that you 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 know they're gonna say it no matter what I do, right? But I'm allowed to yell at them for doing it, right? Is that is am I am I right? Yeah,
2: is- I guess it's kind of like if a bunch of fucking Nazi assholes want to be Nazi assholes together and talk about their Nazi asshole bullshit on their corner of the internet, well, that's what they're doing. Like we can't para- stop
3: them. It, uh, yeah, we can It's the it's the paradox of tolerance. The fact that you tolerate people who are advocating for open violence of destroying entire other groups of human beings allows them to actively organize and enact that violence on those other people, right? Like, I straight up know somebody <clears throat> who got jumped by white supremacists a week ago and is like in the hospital, fucking recovering right now. You wanna know what the cops did? They let those guys out without charges. And they had the person brought in on shit and they could have actually like went to court and shit, they're not, right? And, And like, I've seen it happen so many fucking times where like, would be freedoms that should apply for like freedom of speech don't exist if you're a minority and you can have literal like bodily harm done against you and y- y- like the cops were trying to pin it on the guy who is knocked unconscious and bleeding i guess I mean?
2: like, that's the problem of free speech is because free speech isn't really free speech because we have racism
3: in systemic inequality. And right. You so automatically have a group of, of, of people who who own the entire system who enforce everything with violence. And the guise of free speech very often gets used to reinforce the systemic inequality and violence of the people who want to just objectively make other people's lives shittier. Like what we often talk about free speech in a bubble should be about like protecting our right to say what we want and voice our opinion and not be repressed as people. But when we actually talk about like advocating for free speech on like the we should be able to say what we want, it allows those people room to actually go and cause harm to people on a day-to-day life and allow other people who agree with them to work positions as cops and let them off without charges so that we have to fucking then find out what to do as a community to deal with this when these white supremacists keep walking around beating up more people of color without getting reprimanded by the cops after fucking video footage of it gets pulled in too like that that's what happened Right.
2: What I also find interesting, so it's, like, a lot of things with, like, white supremacy, it's, like, very, like, blatant violence, right? But what, what I genuinely find interesting from, like, a human perspective, I guess, is that sometimes I try and, like, what is it like to think like them, right? And so, like, from their perspective, like, we are the enemy. Like, we are the ones that are... Corrupting and making the world bad, and you know, mm-hmm. making the kids think about X, Y, and Z, and corrupting the church and God, and and sometimes I, I try and put myself in that mindset of like, mm, that must be a terrifying, I, awful feeling to you, have if you genuinely feel that way. With that, if mm. you
3: want to put yourself in their shoes, mm. imagine um a lack of love. A lack of support
2: definitely lack a lack of love of for a
3: lack sure of community a yeah. lack of people who were concerned about you when you were going down a bad path. A lack of people who could have told you better. A lack of people who would have called you in, who would have begged you to do anything different. All of those people who went down that real shitty path, they had people pushing them that way. They had a lack of support. Like a lot. I ain't just gonna like say that everybody who's racist, you know, is that way because of some shit. Because sometimes people just choose to be awful, no, and we I've, have to deal with that too. You know, I was at but- a
2: dangerous. Crossroads myself, as a young Mm -hmm. person, my family is incredibly racist. The N word was thrown around at the dinner table like it was nothing, coming from my dad. So, in my early year, like I literally, like my dad told me to go to school and ask why we didn't have White History Month. Like, and I was like, why don't we have White History Month? Because I was, I was a child and I was repeating what I heard. And then when I got into my teenage years, I Like, there was moment, like, I said, I said horrible racist jokes that I basically parroted from my parents and other people in my family. I harbored racist ideals. I wasn't, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not, like, out like a Nazi, this and that, but, like, I said and did some shit that I do not agree with now. And I'm not proud of. Mm.
3: Same, though you think i i didn't hear slurs like that growing up right i think i ain't said shit like that when i was young and just parroting the shit that my parents said until i learned to grow up and choose to do different yeah I, i've been in that boat and that's why i talk about like the slippery slope the insidiousness of this shit right because like i am i am who i am because i chose to make the apple fall farther than from the tree right i ain't mm-hmm. gonna paint my parents like they're bad people because they ultimately try and do their best, but they are also products of their time. There's times I catch them on their shit and I'm like, yo, that ain't cool no more. You can't be using this phrase. You can't be talking like that, you know? And I have that conversation with them. Right. But ultimately it's a choice that we make, right. To walk away from that, you know, uh, or to embrace it. And those people who chose to embrace it also made a choice too. Right. And they were hurt just like we were, but maybe they didn't get exposed to the right sources and maybe they did maybe they just chose to be a shit person because i have met those people too you know and i think part of the problem is the fact that we don't treat people um for who they are when they tell us you know there's a really good quote um when someone tells you who they are believe them
2: hmm. i was just thinking because sure. like um especially to be to be a white person right and but to not like to not be well off financially like to have a very middle class and or lower middle class if not poverty level kind of life you know Mm -hmm. you it's very easy to fall into that white supremacist rhetoric because they're like yeah well you know you're poor you're poor too you know you're this you're that and so it makes you angry and then you start to get and then you know like i like when i was applying for colleges man my dad drilled it into my head he's like yeah no scholarships for you you're just white Mm -hmm. like that's and it would make me angry like he would just fuel that you know and that's such a horrible critical age to be like you
3: want to know what's funny though Mm. native kids feel like the only scholarships they're allowed to get are the ones that are specifically for them because every other white kid's gonna get all that's how native kids feel Right, that that standard of feeling like you ain't gonna get anything that's allotted to you outside Mm -hmm. of just like that it's it's a double standard that's applied to all of us it's right? what's, like, it's interesting quote-
2: it's like we can all empathize with each other and the fact that we all feel like we're not going to get anything we all feel like we're not getting ahead okay. we all feel like we're getting nothing and I who's the really, real really, really problem
3: I have two amazing quotes on this, right? There's a video I'm going to link for the show notes today from Bo the fifth column. Once again, I'm gonna reference one of his videos. He was talking about why systemic racism being fixed can cause like literally everything else to get fixed. You wanna know why we don't have social security nets? Mm. The idea of welfare queens, right? how they use that racist idea of yeah. somebody who's black using the system to to game it so they don't have to work. That's why you don't have a social security net because of racism, right? And he goes into every single little thing about like healthcare, um wages, tipping, every single level of oppression that gets exported to the wider population is always tested on a minority demographic first. And that's why solving systemic racism and solving the issues of discrimination against your marginalized communities will actually solve discrimination against the entire population. Because those policies come about from racist rhetoric right uh, so it's like redlining you know got to cut down the trees in the in the poor neighborhoods in the black neighborhoods but you can fly helicopters over them and see what they're doing right cuz they they're, they're going to be getting up to shit right, right. and then it causes other problems and everything's fucking cyclical and you keep putting all the fucking eggs in one basket right like that it's it's just it, it's it's nonsensical you know um i had i had a really good point i was making with that um and there is a second quote too but um my brain's forgetting it so i'm just gonna pass the mic over
2: all good um i was gonna say we are coming up we are a little bit over an hour mm-hmm. or like an hour and 15. um i i, I really like the discussion we had here today i think it's one that i've been wanting needing to have just there's just so much going on and it's that that pendulum back and forth between hope and despair and hope and despair and it's just it's really hard i don't like the swing and i don't like the constant swing it's really hard to keep myself equal you know and keep myself balanced and i'm sure there's a ton of people out there who are kind of feeling the same because like you know you you have good days where you do this cool thing or like go away for the weekend you go to a show or go for a walk like whatever the thing is that, that that makes you happy and then it's just like immediately struck down by like the next calamity crisis this school shooting fucking politician bullshit nonsense I,
0: I have done nothing these past couple of days and i feel as if i've leaned heavier into looking up like all like uh like lately i've been looking up um the pa ren fair mm. i haven't been in years then i've never been place-
2: actually i really want to go
0: darian hasn't either and i would love to take you guys yes. um but uh, and then I was looking up this place in Utah called Evermore Park, mm. and like I love it because like uh, I know it's super um, inclusive because the the sort of the lead actor for like the Pirate Guild, mm. uh, Madam, uh, or well, I forget, uh, yeah, Madam something, uh, is a, um, a non-binary actor who is a non-binary character, um, using feminine pronouns, which I love, mm. and. Um, you know, so they're super inclusive. It's like a super safe space, and it's basically like it's 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 Renaissance fair meets LARP meets Dungeons and Dragons, sort of. That's cool. And like it's a super and like what what I'm trying to get at is like I and, and in the most healthiest way, by the way, I've actually been the doing escapism. it with my escapism. By the way, it's been healthy, in my opinion, healthy escapism. But um, I'm using it, knowing what I'm doing. I'm not unaware of my escapism when it becomes a problem um yay therapy but uh i've been needing it like i've been needing to sort of like just look into these possible outings and these future vacations like i was just also thinking um there's this really cool like uh kitschy shop opening up in peddler's village new hope Mm. pa and it's called cloak and wand and they like sell all sorts of like like sort of like uh spooky, like mm. witchy, like like kitschy witchy, not like witchcraft exactly. Cute witchy um, stuff, you know, like fantasy and like that kind of thing, right? It's like pretty much like they love like you know they Good have for these little, like indie products and stuff, like decorations, and they also have this really cool potion bar mm. where there's like sixty four options and like you ch- you can make your own like soda or like hot chocolate and stuff. Like it's just this like kitschy sort of really cool like shop that they're opening up in Peddler's Village. And, um, like, I'm just, like, leaning into things like that just because, like, I kind of can't handle right now. Like, (laughs) I just need things that make me excited. Like, I'd rather see people dressed in, like, really cool medieval fantasy cosplay than, you know. And it's not that I'm not holding space for the lives lost, of course. Um, I actually found a really nice prayer and I lit a candle and everything. Um. But, uh. You know, cause that's all I really could do, but yeah, <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? Like this, this pendulum swing, it's nauseating, yeah. you know, like it, it's kind of dizzying. And that's why like, you know, worrying about these sort of fun things, it just helps to alleviate some of the pressure. But yeah. the thing is, is like, once again, I know whenever, you know, in the past, me mentioning escapism has always come with, like, a, a strange edge because I have a problem with it. But um, I want you to understand that there is nothing inherently wrong <laughs> with escapism. Like, you know, you're allowed to indulge. You're allowed to escape. That's what it's there for, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's just for anybody who ever felt guilty. Because I used to feel guilty, too. Sorry. Uh, I um I used to feel guilty when I would escape um because I did have a problem with it. But now that I'm better and I feel better and I and I oddly don't use that anymore. I think it's because I want it to be like special. Mm. I view my escapism as something like really fun and I think I've come to this place where it's like well, if I ever get the chance to like LARP, it, like, or when I play D and D, or when I go to like like a uh, PA Ren Fair or something, I want to be able to fully enjoy it without any sort of taint yeah. um, of trauma. So I think I've kind of found a way to sort of like now when I disassociate, it really is pretty much just either like nothingness or it's just like the dis like the 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 dizzying disassociation like. The actual side effects of dis yeah of disassociation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't necessarily Sorry everyone listening. Um but uh yeah, I just don't want people to ever feel guilty for it. That's like a lesson that I learned. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to soothe your, your number, well, you actually should be exercising your inner child. It's actually one of the big reasons why the past generations are so toxic. It's because they were taught that their inner child needs to be silenced.
3: My inner child's dead. Don't ask. True, because it can't die. Well, you know what? (laughs) I would tell you the moment my inner child died, but it was required of me to recount a very early trauma on camera, and nobody needs that. (gasps) oh sorry continue
0: no it's okay
2: (laughs) I know I know what you're getting at though this idea of like uh, just like this common thing of like you know being an adult is just doing all the the shit you were either not allowed to do or couldn't afford to do as a kid you know like buy the thing buy the action figure buy the comic book do the thing go to the LARP you know if you can like that's what I'm trying to do as an adult I'm just trying to do shit that I want to do that I was never allowed to do. Oh.
1: hmm I guess it's different for me. <gasps> what yeah. do you mean?
3: It's gonna sound a little trauma-dumpy, but my inner child died the moment I had a gun put in my hands. Mm. And I was told to kill something.
2: That makes sense. I can see that, especially if you're not, like, geared towards, you know, being a killing-type person.
3: Well, my first job was trapping and killing gophers. So yeah. Right. It's not so, ideal.
2: Not what you wanted, yeah. I I feel that. Absolutely. But
3: um trauma dumps aside, I remember the two quotes that I was gonna say. <laughs> um it's a quote from Russell Means about how the cruelty that American indigenous people faced was essentially um i'm really paraphrasing loosely because i haven't read the book in a while but that it's essentially um a preparation or experimentation um for a very specific type of like late stage capitalism that'll get exported to everybody else in the the country and that the suffering that everybody else experiences will not be unique because it will have been expressly tested on minorities ahead of time right Mm -hmm. and like holy fuck man he hit the nail on the head right and that's part of why we see so much like but you got this but no we're dealing with this and how do you know what we're going through and then you know this is the back and the forth like man he fucking predicted it like back in the 1970s right fucking 50 years ago um the second quote was correlating to when scott said you know the whole or scott said i'm over the whole it needs to have been for something mentality. we're talking about like the general mentalities that can come with CPTSD. There's a quote I'm going to butcher from Caduceus Clay in one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, is the game, Critical Role is the show, and it's the second campaign. They're confronting a very nasty person. And I'm not going to give you too much spoilers, but he's talking about, um, the villain's talking about how the horrible things he had done to this character made him stronger, right? Made him better. Hmm. And then Caduceus hits him with, it's not trauma that makes someone better. It's love and the people who carry them through it and help them heal in the end. And you would know that if you had anyone around you, but you're a fool and no one care, and you don't have anyone who loves you. And I sincerely pray for you to have that before you pass away, someone who will mourn your loss. <laughs> it's like the most like, oh, <gasps>
2: what? Everyone's like, well, "What?" It's yeah, it's
3: that's why be, if, it's it's true.
0: <laughs> that's why if you notice when I was saying that, I don't know if either of you picked up on it, but I was very intentional how I was stating things. So that way, because it's easy to kind of accidentally say that too mm-hmm. when you're trying to talk about that. That's why I said healing from, mm-hmm. not the trauma did this. Right? Mm-hmm. I used to think that I because trauma people. Whatever it is you're, you're you're you you like to find a strength inside of it, right, mm-hmm. and the thing is is that I mean, I think in part maybe it gives you perspective, but that's not really a strength um it's not necessarily doing anything good for you, it just gives you a certain level of perspective, maybe, but um the healing is what actually made it all make sense, mm. you know what I'm saying, and so it's the healing from trauma that makes you move it so that's why i was very intentional uh when i was speaking um when i was saying that cause yeah. i wanted that to be noted you know what i'm saying
2: i did i did pick up on that that you were very specific in the way you said it you was you, you did say the healing from the trauma so yeah mm-hmm. i did pick up on that
0: yep and that, that that's precisely why what what uh one of my favorite characters from Critical Role. <laughs> the douche, this
2: is the best. Should I reach out to Critical Role and be like, "Hey, you want to do an ad?" <laughs> uh, so actually no. We should probably
3: advertise him there. I know. I was, ad say, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I was
2: gonna or like sponsor. No, I should uh see how much it. I'm curious. I should probably look up their ad rates. I'm very curious how much it is to advertise on their podcast.
3: You got your perfect warlock. Few weapons and supplies. <laughs> I can't sing any more without a copyright claim here.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I think we had a really good discussion today. I enjoyed it. Even yeah. Though mm-hmm. I'm feeling, I think I'm swinging back into the hope, less out of the despair. Good.
3: I will bludgeon you back into the hope camp <laughs> any day that I can. <laughs>
0: It's okay sometimes, you know, like, I think, I think it's good to also talk about it, you know, like, yeah. uh, it takes the pressure off. Sometimes I think that that despair part of it is more like, it's like, uh, as if you're like bearing a lot of weight, you mm-hmm. know, like that kind of very more rocks, you know, kind of thing, you know, it's just kind of like, like
2: you're pulling a
3: heavy chariot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I think when you, when you start talking about it, it just kind of, you know, it empties the, the bucket.
3: You want to know? It's my solution to despair.
0: Hmm. Oh, oh, God. Believing
3: in the incredible power of
0: violence. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. It's a quote from um, the meme about Metal Gear Revengeance. You know mm. how I've my <laughs> uh, chapter one, my amazing battle against uh, fascism with love. Chapter one, I learned that c- ch- that fascism cannot be defeated with love. Chapter two, the incredible power of violence. <laughs>
0: I was just thinking, like, I hate to say this, but all I could see is my partner saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very darian phrase. Very Darian.
3: <laughs> As Darian busts out the dragon sword, the incredible power of violence.
0: <laughs> I could see that. Literally that.
2: Ugh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. it has been a good time. Um, I think we can wrap it up here for tonight. Um, if you're feeling uh... hopeful or in despair... Hang out in the Discord. We can help you either way. We can swing you back. Can
3: we? Can we really help you? No. Oh, we can, we can help you swing. like, you we, could, you we could suffer. push
2: you on the swing, so if you want to feel more despair, we got plenty of that. We could dig up some things to feel terrible about, or we could dig up some Sophia things to feel hopeful about. Yes, or if you're feeling, you know, in despair, Sophia can bludgeon you back into the hopeful side. Um...
3: block a pipeline. <laughs> Take over your local train tracks. Stop your metro. Hold up the. Please stop the subway. With... Shut down infrastructure as a form of protest. This is not actually serious advice.